All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion and review podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. In this episode, we're going to take a look and review Pig, which is the new Nicolas Cage film from Neon Neon Films. Neon Films. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, getting a lot of buzz. And so we had to check it out. It's probably one of the most talked about films of this year, at least you know, the, the ones I've heard about. And um, let me play a clip of the trailer and we'll come back. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone stole her. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. Who has my pig? All right, uh, Rich, um, tell us, you know, who's in this movie other than Nicolas Cage? Who, who else is in the cast? Well, first of all, this movie just came out on uh, VOD. Um, it's available now, and it stars uh, Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, Adam Markin, and a pig. <laughs> that's, pig. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. I think it's a New Zealand pig. Mm-hmm. And who's the director and writer? It's a first-time director, Michael Saranowski. And the story is written by him. He's, he writes the screenplay. He also wrote this, the story with... Along his, with the, Van- Vanessa Block. Who is also a producer on the film. Right. Rich, tell us the, the official synopsis. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the wilderness must return to his past in Portland, Oregon, in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is pignapped. Yes, and Nicolas Cage plays this uh, truffle hunter. He's a disheveled <laughs> truffle hunter. And this is kind of a, a, a I don't know, a slow-moving thriller, would you say? Uh, slow-moving. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree I, with slow-moving and thriller. Yeah, I guess so. Is it a thriller or is <laughs> it a character study? I, would, I don't even know if I would call it a thriller. Is it a character study? Um, yeah, definitely character study. It's um, character-driven. Yeah. But... Um, we can't really get into this movie without spoiling it, so let's let's just go into a generic. Uh, what you thought yeah, we'll about get, it? We'll get at spoilers in the end. Let's just let's just do a generic what you thought about it kind of film uh, thing about of uh, uh, the film, and then we get and, to and then and then we'll go to the spoilers. Right and then away. we'll open up the discussion, and if you want to talk about some scenes or some spoilers, we'll 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 save that for the end. Um, my, my first reactions, I guess my first reaction is that, uh, Nicholas cage is tremendously good in this film. I mean, right. he is, he plays this character, this truffle hunter character, almost like pitch perfect. I mean, uh, you know, I think we, he, he, he goes back to the basics here. Uh, and he, you know, cause we never, you know, when we think of Nicholas Cage, especially his current or his recent filmography, we think of that kind of, rage cage and he never quite gets that here i mean we never see him go kind of berserk in this movie this is more a kind of introspective uh character study i think he's very good in the movie and i think this is a very fine film i think this is a strong strong film debut this is probably one of the better this is probably one of the best film debuts of of a young filmmaker that i have seen in probably the last 20 years i mean this is a, a very confident filmmaker here he's very confident with it the way he chooses his 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 scenes the way he his shots and the way he even even the way he writes the the the, the characters here the dialogue it's a, a extremely well thought out movie and i thought i was very impressed what was your thoughts rich yeah no um watching the trailer and of course i'm thinking that it's it's a cage movie so it's going to be a john wickish type of film and uh is going to be a secretly, you know, um, an action film um, somewhere about about because he's got to get his revenge, right? Well, that's what, what we that's what we think. It's not that. It's, it's not that, and it's it's delightful. It's totally it's totally out of the ordinary for a Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> so, uh, especially in the, the last twenty years of his career, um, there's been nothing but um, <laughs> that type of film from him. Uh, he's been he's kind of been stuck doing these b movies 
horror movies, action films. I don't know. I mean, the, he's been all over the place recently. Yeah, he's 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 not been saying no to anything. Uh, most recently, yeah, that's for sure. Oh he, yeah, he's been saying to a lot of bizarre film projects where he, I think he was, and I think the reason he chooses some of these films is because he's given for full range to go berserk or go go crazy or you know go be free be liberated for some for whatever for whatever reason but with this movie i think he was ready to go more introspective and subtle subtle yeah i haven't seen him in this way um probably not for a long time probably not until um the weatherman um um, at least the beginning of the weatherman yeah uh where it's i never saw the weatherman yeah it's a good film and he does a good performance in that one as well um but yeah but that's a, that's a story it, about a guy who kind of un, unravels through through the through the course of that but film. i'm talking about the beginning of that film right and it's, and, he, and, and it's it's funny you bring up the weatherman it seems like this movie is kind of like a it's like something it's like that if that character went into the woods <laughs> after his break <laughs> after his like uh emotional uh breakdown or his uh mental breakdown he goes living in the woods with mm -hmm. and becomes a truffle a truffle hunter um raymond what's your thoughts on pig yes yeah, so i went into this movie completely blind and uh yeah like when, when the movie started off uh, uh it kind of seemed like in the first i don't know like 15 minutes or so that it was going to be kind of like this um like low budget indie kind of john wick mm-hmm and um i i'd say that throughout the movie like like maybe not throughout the whole movie but like throughout like the first like act or maybe even a bit more than the first act that they do kind of it always kind of seems like it's going to go in that direction like of an action movie but then it just goes into like a like a, a character thing and it's like really the, the movie's just constantly um giving us like bits of information about this character's backstory and about his life and um um it's a very interesting movie and i think it's probably one of the finest scripts screenplays of, of the year it's it's an inc incredible screenplay and um yeah it's definitely a very unique performance from nick cage i mean we never i think I've, i don't think i've ever quite seen a performance like this from him it's um it's up there with his best performances yeah i agree I agree. And I think when I think of Nicolas Cage growing up in the 80s and the 90s, I think, I, mean, I don't know, what was the first thing I saw? I guess Raising, Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. And um, Peggy Sue Got Married. I don't know if people remember that movie. I remember watching it a couple of years ago. <laughs> Did you like that movie? Yeah, it, it was it was it was good. Yeah, it was fine. So what you what what's your thoughts on his performance in that movie? Because a, a lot of people thought he was going to ruin the movie with that. Because he, he, I think he famously, really? I think he famously said that he was based he based that performance on Gumby, and the voice and the and the and, the, and the awkwardness. Yeah, well, he's a little cartoony in it, yeah. but I mean, it's just I, I love when Nick Cage does that, and I thought it was a, a good fit for the movie. Yeah, it's like um, he, I, he does like these kind of cartoon type characters because in Raising Arizona, he kind of based that on Woody Woodpecker, and he kind of like kind of you know both both of those performances kind of uh, were very broad, as you know, and then he and also also in his performance in um, the movie. Um, moonstruck oh yeah you know that's another one that kind of goes out you know goes out there so we're kind of are used to watching cage go very big and so it's very strange to see him in this movie where he's very small and doesn't act as you would think he would act and there's subtlety in this film uh, subtlety in this performance Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting that we get this movie this year because he's all like again like quiet and very it's a very silent performance from him. And not and as this silent year, as Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, but that's what I was about to say. We and then earlier this year we get like uh, Willy's Wonderland where he's completely quiet and it, it, it didn't work in that movie. That movie is a complete failure. Like no, nah, I disagree. It's, Willy's Wonderland is like one of the worst movies of the year and one of the worst horror films of the past. Like of of all time nah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he c comes along with this movie and completely redeems himself <laughs> well ha half halfway redeems himself willie's wonderland's <laughs> gonna take another pig or two <laughs> no willie's one that movie <laughs> willie wondersland is not his norbit no 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 it's not what yeah, his, his norbit oh his norbit i uh, think it, yeah. it, it's it, it might be i think it is 
because because look because no. like everyone says like the wicker man's like his worst movie right yeah. the wicker man he's fun to watch mm-hmm. willie's wonderland he'll put you to sleep oh <laughs> uh, no 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 i i like the i like the direction he was going with that yeah rich, yeah. rich what's your relationship with uh nicholas cage what was like kind of one of the first movies you remember seeing seeing him in uh valley girl in uh valley girl, uh, yeah. yeah valley girl in uh raising arizona yeah and probably you know what uh, uh, a performance from him that i really didn't i i didn't understand yeah i, I didn't uh, understand why i didn't get so much appreciation because it was like the same year as leaving las vegas mm. kiss of death wild at heart oh. kiss kiss of death mm. when he kiss played little death. junior brown yeah it's a movie that um deserves to be watched and that i don't that, think I've, he- I've heard of it it was a, <laughs> it's a david caruso vehicle yeah, <laughs> he, he was basically the villain of that movie. But he worked out for that. He got huge for that movie. I remember yeah. that. That's the first one that he has. This, uh, he has this goatee, dark yeah. goatee, and he has like a muscle bound, you know, like a wife beater shirt or whatever you want to call that. Right. And uh, yeah, he plays like kind of a, a, a drug lord or some kind of uh, or... a son of a kingpin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And was David Caruso a cop, undercover cop, or, or um, is that a spoiler? No, <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't a cop. He was a, he was a. I guess he 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 came a, a snitch or whatever. Oh, but, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember that movie. Yes. Or I don't think he, maybe he didn't get a snitch, but they always tried to attack. Um, he 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 worked for the mob, uh, or he worked for Big Junior as his father, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, he he served time for them, and he never got his due, and. and I mean, his life. It's a it sounds yeah. like a classic rich movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's classic a, rich. Movie. It's a, one of the better kind of you know films that came after Pulp Fiction, because after Pulp Fiction was released, a ton of crime movies came out, and that was one of the better ones. And uh, Nicolas Cage was you know very good in that movie as the the heavy, as they say. And, and it also has Samuel Jackson, which doesn't was, seem to be doesn't seem to be Andrew. screaming anywhere. Yeah, it's one of those lost movies that came out in the nineties. I guess um, it's not on physical media. <laughs> uh, is it? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. Yeah. There's a scene where he kind of bench presses a a stripper, right? right. Wasn't that like it was? Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He that's the that's the beauty of his you know his career that he takes these swings and he will play a you know a druggie or or, or kingpin. Or kind of a weatherman, or you know something else. He's always looking for playing these different characters. Even the worst, his worst movies. There's something about the characters that he are connected with. And I, mm-hmm. what I find about his performance is that he's someone who, and he always brings this up in, in in interviews that he's kind of very influenced with the German Expression period and those actors, those silent actors. And he uses his body. I mean, he, I think the younger actors are kind of doesn't really recognize the, how the body is also part what of the do you, performance. What do you mean? What do you mean the way he uses body? Do you mean like in like leaving Las Vegas, like when he throws the, the <laughs> when he throws well, there, the table, well, like, was, like stuff like that? Or well, famous. He famously said that when he when the moonstruck when he goes, uh, I, they took my hand. He took my hand. That was based on a performance in Metropolis, where a guy. Yeah, had, I've uh, heard him say. I've heard him say that. Before. Yeah, so I mean, he he kind of uses silent films a lot as, because you know, in silent films, the actors all they had was their their body language, so that's what I'm talking about. He like he's a kind of a guy who uses the body in that way, and it's I in that's why it's, it's so cool to see him in pig but, all, but, but, but also but how great is it when he throws the the, the table the roulette table <laughs> yes. and yes when he gets dr- yeah it gets drunk <laughs> <laughs> it just goes berserk you know uh, and the, the, oh man wild wild at heart man that's that's an underrated uh nick cage movie sure People should check that out if they haven't seen it yeah but even um some also uh uh when when he got uh i believe he got nominated for the adaption uh, oh, adaptation. Sorry. adaptation yeah oh yeah i love that when he plays like the twins yeah that's fantastic yeah. he's playing and he's basically playing uh, charlie kaufman right and donald kaufman and the year right after i mean or yeah shortly after he did matchstick men which is another great performance oh yeah overlooked we're really that's a great ridley scott film that no one really talks about right 
And then it seems like not long after that, he started slowly getting into like more wild roles. He started doing things like the Wicker Man. <laughs> well, that's because, and also that's because he had you know tax evasion problems, and he had to pay off his taxes, and you okay, know, get married, get married. But, uh, but I'm telling you, have, you, have you guys ever watched the Wicker Man? Like, it's a terrible movie, but it's so entertaining because of Nick Cage's performance. Like, it's 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 fascinating. Yeah, I can't believe it was directed by um, uh, what's his name, Neil Labute. Uh, Neil Labute, yeah. But yeah, I only seen the clips that on online. I haven't seen the movie. I never, yeah, I never saw the movie. It'll change your life. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's fascinating that as he gets more and more, you know, with his financial problems and his mer, you know, his divorces. It seems like he's picking films that he just wants to get out of the house. You know, he just wants to get out, get out of America, maybe. But it's still, it's still gonna. He still finds ways to find what's interesting about those characters. You know, and I think Nicolas Cage, to a certain degree, was still kind of considered an esteemed actor, although it didn't help that he was in a, a long run of bad movies. So thank God pig came out in this time where it re, is now reminding people how good of an actor he is. But he did, he did well, but, those, those, so there's some movies in there that are, are, yeah, are, yeah. are, are, yeah. are he's like, he's been doing, he's been Mandy, doing really Mandy, good movies. Her, yeah. Mandy. And also color last year, we were, yeah. Color out of space. He's been doing, he, he's been doing a lot of good ones. It's just every now and then he does a Willie's wonderland. It's not all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think he's. I think the the Cage Renaissance be, began with like kind of, with Mandy. I would say, yeah, because he's been kind of uh, he's been slowly doing better roles. I I haven't seen Primal yet, but I think even people say it's better than most of the usual like direct to DVD Cage movies, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and like I, I'm I'm excited for for what he's got for what he's got upcoming. No, um, tell us about that. Let me ask. Let me <laughs> let me let me ask you guys. Really I, I, I I I'm sure that Richard doesn't know what what you're talking about, but I heard about this project and I'm I'm blown away that what this project? is getting made. What what project? The one he's uh, going to play himself. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the next project he's ta- he's going to play. No, well, the unbearable weight of massive it. talent. Talk about it. Oh. I thought, Rich, you know about this project? No, I just, I just read it. And yeah, no, but uh, there's uh, the Joe Exotic uh, just got canceled. So okay, so but the what's the what's the what's the title of that film? The the one, the unbearable weight of uh, ma- of a massive talent. So this is what I heard. He's gonna play himself in the movie, and he's mm. it's kind of like a being John Malkovich type, where he is he is a down he's a washed up actor. He's Nicolas Cage, and. Um, because he's in financial trouble, he gets a, a, a he gets a pay he gets paid to go to a, a a birthday party that's thrown by a drug lord, a Mexican drug lord. Do you so, want me to read the synopsis? Uh, read the synopsis for us. A cash strad Nicholas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire's at a billionaire super fan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. Right, and uh, supposedly Tarantino is going to make a, a cameo in this movie. Uh, Pedro Pascal is playing the the Mexican drug lord, who is also a Nick, big Nicolas Cage fan in, in the movie and in real life. <laughs> That's why yeah. he did it. And uh, apparently, there's also going to be some kind of angle where he's going to be, a, you know, the DEA is going to go up to uh, Nicolas Cage and say, "Wear this wire for us," and so he's going to be a double agent. It's, it just sounds so freaking crazy that i can't wait to see it and i hope it's good especially after watching pig i hope he's on the right track of coming back and if this movie hits you know he'll, he'll be back he'll be back he'll be back you know he'll be it's, fully it sounds back. awesome it sounds awesome but let me ask you does this have anything to do with the movie that they were once making about um about like people that were going to steal like his uh, action comics number one or whatever <laughs> i never heard that project before Oh, there, I remember hearing a long time ago there was going to be a movie about like a bunch of people like breaking in uh, and stealing his uh, action comics. But I don't even <laughs> think he owns that anymore, right? I think he no, sold no, it off. He sold it off. Yeah, he had to sell it because of yeah. that. So I think the time ha- the time has passed for that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say earlier is, uh, you know, now that you know everyone's excited for Nick Cage after this movie, excited to see what he does next. What would you rather see, Cage? Uh, what would you rather see Cage pop up in? Would you rather see Nicolas Cage show up as Ghost Rider in <laughs> in Doctor Strange t- uh, 2, Multimur- Multiverse yeah. of Madness? Or would you rather see him show up as Superman 
in the Flash movie? I guess Superman. I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't, none really. <laughs> I mean, no Ghost Rider. No. No. Uh, uh, I would say Superman because I will love to see his Tim Burton take on Superman, and also because he's I know knowing him that because he's such a huge comic book fan, and like you were saying that he owned you know Action Comics number one, and also he named his kid Kal El, <laughs> you know, and he he the reason he's named Nicolas Cage because he he was a fan of Luke Cage. I would love to see him in Superman. I did see the first Ghost Rider, and I don't think I saw the second one. But uh, it's worse. It's just it's just a bad. Those are bad comic book movies, and I didn't like his performance yeah. at all. I mean, I I don't know. It just you know he was in the, he was in a tough spot back then. I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it at all. He was proud of those movies. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm sure he's proud of all his movies. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get back to pig and let's let's give our grade before we go into the a deeper discussion on it and uh okay yeah what's what's your grade rich oh uh i'm gonna give it a straight a yeah, yeah me too i'm giving this an a i fully recommend it. i think this is one of the best movies of the year so far and i probably will, will end up being on on my list of best films uh yeah. raymond i i i give it an a minus actually mm. Yeah, although I do have a little bit of flaws, I'm willing to look overlook it because it, it it's it is from a um a first-time director and uh, mm-hmm. and writer and uh the performances that are given by not only Nicolas Cage but Alex Wolf as well. And uh, another and that- scene another scene that I want to get into later, but um but yeah, the, the the it's I'm willing to look over it overlook it because it the film is just that good. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. to give it, a, yeah. and it's oh, definitely worth a watch. Raymond, what, what's your thoughts on Michael Sarnowski? Is that how you say it? Sarnowski, Sarnowski. Yeah. Uh, immensely talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did he did a really great job with this movie. He also wrote it. Yes, he also yeah. wrote yeah, it. I mean, yeah, because I, I I really think this is a ph- phenomenal screenplay. Like what you know, one of the, I was so impressed earlier this year uh, seeing the uh, screenplay for No Sudden Move, and I think I might like the screenplay for this a little bit more. Hmm. Uh, it's it's it, it's great, um, and I ha- I don't really have any complaints with direction, yeah. either. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so let's get into spoilers. I mean, it's, it's just it's hard to talk about the movie, yeah, without so, really. And I think it's it's best to watch the movie as it unveils itself, or you know, as it kind of unfolds, and you learn mm-hmm. more more about the character. That's kind of what what makes it so enjoyable. So uh, please watch it. We recommend it. It's on. It's out there on VOD, and um, and it also has been playing in theaters. All right, so let's open up for this for a bigger discussion. So we'll put the spoiler uh, warning up right now. So anyone who hasn't seen it, don't listen. <laughs> don't listen to this part of the the episode. All right. So uh, what scenes do you want to talk about? Because uh, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Well. Uh, let's talk about early on in the movie when he's beginning his like kind of journey of like uh, tracking down the pig. Uh, you know, he, uh, he he eventually gets like led to like this like hidden underground fight club, and he has to like go through like the like through this restaurant, and there's like this little l- hole in the wall he goes through, and yeah. and, and, and like uh, like I was saying earlier, like I didn't see any trailers for this movie or anything. So like I was like when the pig got stolen, he, he gets beat up pretty bad. He gets like brutally attacked. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is this is going this is definitely going to be a John Wick type of movie with, with like a pig, low budget John Wick. And then he goes like into this fight club. I'm like, okay, this is where it's this is where it's gonna get crazy. This is where he's gonna start like killing everyone. And that never happened. <laughs> like, no, no. It, it was interesting because it would always go into like a, like a character moment, and it would always like find out more about this guy, more about about uh, like his life as a chef and all this stuff. But it, it, as it always went on, like, um, they would always kind of tease like this. This is this is where it's going to become an action movie because everyone feared him in many ways. Like everyone, like um, when, when well, yeah, everyone, uh, he was kind of respected. You know, in in the yeah. before you in know the, before. in the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah. He must have been a four star chef or something like that. You know, in, in Oregon. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I didn't like that. I mean, I had problems with that scene as well. The the uh, the fight club scene, basically the the from the the doorway, the hidden doorway itself being re- kind of ridiculous, just behind a 
you know well, uh, they explained it that storage he, they explained it that it was uh some kind of hidden um I forgot. It's, it wasn't part of the hidden building. enough. Yeah. It wasn't hidden enough. Well, it, 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 it was it, total it, open. It, it's it was, a low budget movie. I mean, yeah, I, I know, I know, but it, the, 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 they could have shot it differently. Also, they didn't have to shoot it from that angle. I mean, the, uh, I mean, look, I mean, that's go ahead. Yeah, go that's ahead. why. I'm, that's why I said it. it's just wrong. And I didn't like the uh, the shaky cam. There was like especially two scenes that are shaky cam scenes. Um, I know you told me it was it was a, a field of view like a, you're supposed to be um, seen through his eyes or something like that. I didn't get that as well. I mean, I, I, I thought the shaky cam uh, what, was what scene you talking about? There was two scenes where the 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 the, the camera uh, no. was this it, before it, he went on the journey to track down the pig. No, the, uh, they were both uh, on the journey. Oh, or, on on the journey. Yeah. Okay. Um, a, a little bit after uh, they he meet, they meet the father and uh, and there's one scene in the beginning or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. turn the when they're leaving. Um, I think uh, I the car. but okay. yeah, it was it was just um, there was two at least two shaky camp scenes that that should have been just straight. I mean, they should have just kept it straight. I I didn't I didn't know. Well, I'll show you. Now. I'm mm-hmm. gonna watch this movie again, so I'll show you. Um, but um, that. And I didn't, I didn't understand. I mean, I think the Fight Club scene. Well, what's your, what's your take on the Fight Club scene? Well, I, I think he had to take a beating, right? And for, or, and there was a time, a ticking clock. He had to stay in the ring or no, whatever no. for like a minute and yeah, to get the information. They didn't, they didn't explain that thing at all. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a underground for um, chefs waiters. and waiters. Uh, chefs, waiters and, and not chefs, just waiters. No chefs or or There's whatever. No chefs. I think well, it's just waiters. Well, Nicholas Cage. All right, Nicholas Cage puts his name up, right? As uh, and everyone goes whoa, and then and and it's that the little guy who puts up the most money or whatever, and and I think that little guy must have been, um, like someone he either fired or one of his um Maybe. you know his um you know his salad guy for the longest time whatever <laughs> i don't know no, no. a bus or boy someone oh. someone who's pissed off at him who who formerly worked for him or something like that could be and the, and and i think that's what it was like uh and, and it was it's just an op uh, an opportunity to to um to um kick uh a, a chef's to, ass yeah yeah, yeah. and then I yeah, think I think that's, that's I think that's what it is. I think that's okay. what it was. Right. I mean, I think that's you know this movie kind of um, you know on a on a um, microcosm level, this is a kind of a character study about a guy who's dealing with trauma, you know, and he goes into a reclusive life. But on a on a macro level, on a macrocosm level, well, his, his trauma his trauma is very similar to to kind of like john wicks in many ways and like yeah. he kind of finds escape or like our happiness in in this in this pig in the same way that like kind of john wick had with his with this with his dog so i mean they do have they do have similarities in, in that aspect they have the same setup yeah in many ways but the I, the the mac the macrocosm level is that this is really kind of deals with the, the kind of this you know ecosystem that's built around the truffle business the truffle mm, yeah you know, and it, yeah it, that's one of the things i loved about this movie because I, I really knew nothing about like truffles or anything like this before watching this film and one of the things i love about like uh, about seeing these type of films like like a, a new movie is that when they explore like something that i'm like not uh, something i'm not very familiar with and they, they explore this into very fine detail like the whole industry and everything yeah. and um yeah, and I'm sure some of it is heightened. I mean, like that Fight Club scene is very heightened. But yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably much more like the Fight Club in uh, the Keen of Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, what I really kind of talk about this movie is that you know because it's also you know it's there it is a character study of this person who's dealing with trauma, and 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 really escaping his trauma to live a solidary lifestyle. But you know. When you but you look back and you step back, this is really also about the exportation of people who have limited means because he's not the only one who is in the truffle business. If you see, there's two kind of uh, drug addicts uh, and also that girl, that old lady who's kind of living. Kind oh, of, they, they were also in, they were also in the truffle business. I thought they were just. Um... 
Well, I thought they were just like some meth addicts that that, that no. knew about it, so they they could well, steal, the, they stole the pig, you know, to make money. They're part. They were part of that. I mean, they're, they're part of that community who kind of make they make money from the truffle, you know, right. digging up truffles. Oh wait, but they 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 were they were they were hired, right? They were hired. Black, it was a black market. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a black market. But that that woman who's the, the older woman who had um, a, oh yeah, organic, she had the whole like organic food. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's someone. I, I who, thought it was. Kind of, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was kind of funny when he showed up and he and, <laughs> and they were like, "What? What's wrong?" He's like, "I'm looking for a pig, <laughs> a truffle pig." <laughs> and she, she knows. And I was she still re- under the impression that this was going to be like a John Wick movie, and I was like, "Okay, this is where everyone's going to pull out their guns." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but see, that's and I think this is movie. This movie is trying to say that these people are being exploited by the 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 elite class of the of portland who because I, I mean this whole business is built on truffles and the truffles are just you know the only people who can afford truffles are the the rich and the wealthy and the elite and this is i think it was really trying to show two sides of of that business you got this kind of pro you know the, this poor class who are have to di- you know they have to do the grunt work they have to dig up these truffles and you have the other side where it's the elite class who are just buying up this and because you know what what are truffles truffles are just splurges it's high just class like, mushrooms yeah they're just delicacies for the, for the rich and the privileged class and that's why i kind of like that whole move the whole part of the movie because it, it presents this hierarchy of in this power structure where you got again it's kind of like you know kind of like you know a, a sudden um no sudden move or parasite. You really have the you see that kind of the the hierarchy and 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 the, well you see the export exportation of of poor of the poor by the rich. And I yeah I, I love to hold that. I mean and, and and that's not in your face. That's just only there in on the on the on the outer rim of this, this whole movie. It's only there for you. It's like the setting. It's yeah, like it's only it's left there movie. for your interpretation, and you can make that of of what you will. You know that's why I kind of love how it's not. It's there. It's there. If you look through, look hard enough. It's there's this kind of. Uh, uh, term- it's one of the layers in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a layer. That that's that's one one element of the film. But the, the but most, I think that I think the, that that relates to the Fight Club thing, where it continues to talk about how, you know, the service industry, which is the bus boys, the waiters, yeah, they're yeah. they're also being exploited by the rich by this power. You know, it's kind of like uh, like the Downton Abbey. You know, you got the yeah. up up scale uh, up. Uh, upstairs and downstairs and these guys are so frustrated and so pissed off that they need to get their aggressions out and they have this little fight club and now they have an opportunity to kick one of the best you know world-class chefs in the world and so they do and and for that he wins the or he wins he gets the opportunity to get information where his pick is right well he tries to yeah but um um yeah but this this whole movie has to do uh, is is how to deal with grief. This is the, the yeah, grief. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's also a major part of this movie too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this um, Nicholas Cage, um, his character basically died the same day his wife did, and this is him dealing. This is he's a him. ghost now. He's this, kind of like he's, a ghost. yeah. He's he's, a, he's not even a shell of his of his old self anymore. Well, he doesn't want any part of his past, basically. Yeah, and um, and taking the pig away is basically the only thing he was he has to live with uh, or live it, for. Was, yeah. uh, live for, and by the end of this film, he um, somehow made a, a a friendship with Alex Wells' character, which will hopefully you know <laughs> have have him coming back to the <laughs> to, to, to which, Portland eventually. But Wish also Alex, Alex Wolf's uh, character is also dealing with grief with his mother. Yeah. And a Markin, who's who's uh, who's essentially the villain of this film. Yeah. It, it is uh, that that scene where the, the dinner scene where is being made. Yeah. And you see uh, him break. Yeah. He's also and dealing with grief also. He's, and but that sh- that shows Alex Wolf's character that he actually had a heart to, oh, uh, right. in, in somewhere. I mean, uh, so it's. It's three different people, three different men who are dealing with grief in their own exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I, I think Alex Wolf's breakdown in, uh, after the restaurant scene at the end was also gripping as hell as, as well, because that's when he realized that um, he, I think that's the, the part where he, he finally realizes uh, that he wronged Nicolas Cage. Mm. What, 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 mm. I think that he, uh, he finally realized that the pig 
meant more meant more to him than he even realized it. I really enjoyed Alex Wolf in this movie. I mean, I loved yeah. I loved him in in Hereditary, but right. this is a totally different mo- uh, part. You know, this is totally different. He's acting on a different, uh, you know, part of his personality here. He's kind of <laughs> the char- I love the character too. I mean, I think this character is a one of those douchebags guys who kind of probably watch videos of Gary V. <laughs> He's like this <laughs> wannabe uh, 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 entrepreneurs types, you know, and I, I and then. And I think uh, at the end, he kind of, I don't know. I don't know what his character is going to go next. You know, I don't know what he's going to do, but I, I hope he learned something from this experience. There's, there's definitely a new, <laughs> there's definitely a new friendship, a new bond, I think, between him and yeah. Nicholas Cage and Alex Wolf characters going forward. Wouldn't you think? I, I hope so. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. He's because new- like, because when you, because when the movie starts off, they, there was no relationship between the two. Like they were Not very really. insulting to each other. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 he was like a, a a burden almost in many ways, even though he was making money off him. Yeah, like he didn't want to be there. He he hated being around him, even though he he was making so much money off him. He he didn't even want to have him in this car. And it's because <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's because he he thought he was a homeless man or a homeless madman and. Yeah. And he gets the wrong impression of him, and he we, didn't. And, he didn't know what a respected man he was, and yeah. like, he didn't know that he was this. Uh, he he wasn't. He didn't know he was the chef that prepared the the meal for, for no, he, the meal I, that I his think, father was always talking about. Yeah, right? I think he, I think he did. I think he did. No, oh, he did. Oh, no, okay. I don't think so at all. I think he just think? saw a guy who's homeless who needs help, and he was able. No, he was, he's a chef. He he, he always he, brought he, materials. He, he, yeah, no, those are materials not to cook. Those are materials just to live for the week. Those are not oh. like. Oh, I thought. Was, but he did say that it was. It was. He was his like father's. Like that. He he knew his father. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what how they first met. We don't really learn. I mean, like that's what's so cool about this movie. There, there's enough information that you could make up your own interpretation of what what they history. They drop you in the middle of it. Yeah, there, and there's enough that you know, kind of get the sense of what Nicolas Cage's history was, and what Alex's history is. You know, or, or he's going what the, the stuff he's going through, and even out, uh, Adam Arkin, and, and he, you get a sense of what kind of type of characters these these guys are, but. Uh, it, it's not overly explained. It's not spoon fed to us. That's what I love about it. The, you know, it's just enough details so you can make up your own abstract views of what this life is or who these people are. No, I thought he he brought in his weekly. Um, um, uh, <laughs> you talk about the food now. Yeah, I mean, it was just like a, a like just basic items. It's just a, a flour kind of uh, right for cooking. Yeah, but that's it. Wasn't stuff that you would think a cook would would do would use you know it wasn't like fancy ingredients or anything like that it was just basic stuff it, you might be right i i am not i'm not 100 percent sure on that oh no uh, all i know I is have that, to rewatch. i only saw I'd have, mm-hmm. I'd have to rewatch it i only watched it once yeah so did I. but yeah alex wolf is is tremendous uh in this film and he's his star is rising quickly i mean this is this is performance after he's performance. A, he's, a he's a huge actor now. I yeah, he, he's a, he's a bigger star than his father, which is cool. No, his, his brother, his brother. No, his father, Michael Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Michael Wolf. If those who don't know, Alex Wolf's father was Michael Wolf, who was the band leader of uh, Arsenio yeah. Hall show. But his brother is an actor too. What's his name? Yeah. What is his name? Nat Wolf, I think. Nat yeah. Wolf, which he. Was he's I think he's his older brother, and um, he became a, a star first. But now Alex has kind of surpassed him with the with the, the parts mm-hmm. we've seen him in, and he's a really good. I mean, he's in old recently. He just appeared, appeared yeah. in old, and yeah. now he's in Pig, and he was just in, in Hereditary, which he was very really good in. But Hereditary was that first role that I go, wow, this guy can act. Yeah, because um, other than that, I, I think. Maybe Patriots Day. I mean, he was the, one of the killers in Patriots Day. Was he? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Adam Arkin because he come. He kind of comes in and just like kind of. Oh just, man, when he showed up in the movie, I because I I didn't again I didn't see the trailers for this movie. I didn't know I didn't know the cast or anything. I I thought that was uh, I thought that was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, I haven't seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a while. Huh? Yeah, I was, and uh, it took me a while to realize it wasn't him. Uh, so Adam Mar- Adam Arkins, I guess he's mostly known as a TV actor, right? I don't think he's. I mean, he's done a lot of TV and film. Yeah, 
But um, this, I mean, he just came on on the set here and he just tore it, man. This is a great performance by this guy. And really, he's only there to be like kind of the rich asshole. But I thought the way he plays it was like perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he, uh, I like the Sons of Anarchy as part. I mean, you, you play an asshole there too. But um, the other other cool performance was, the, the the standout performance that uh nicholas cage did uh with the this, that other chef mm. um played by actor david nell who uh if you want to see the scene again i think he put it on his youtube, YouTube channel yeah <laughs> yeah which is that is the scene for the uh oscar campaign that's the that's the scene that um that's a, the best scene of the, of the whole film yeah the way he tore he tears him down oh steals his soul and stuff like that and he just he just has, he just it, uh, that like was yeah, a perfect scene david i mean i never seen i, ne- I never heard of david now before i i'm probably when i looked at when i was looking for that scene on youtube and right. i go oh and david now had his own youtube channel where he puts his scenes of other movies and you go oh okay i've seen this guy before yeah and i and you know the whole movie has really great actors that you never heard before and it really shows you the the the, the, the how good the 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 film community of portland is or, or oregon i mean they have a really great film community which i i guess was kind of established through kelly reichard is that her name from uh first cow yes it is yeah reichard yeah reichard uh so kelly reichard who is the filmmaker of first cow and for uh, raymond did you see first cow no i haven't it's it's a it's a, a similar but i would say first cow is a lot slower and it's cropped it's a four three <laughs> film yeah, <laughs> yeah but i mean i think it's similar that but i mean the sense that they were dealing with you know people on the edges of society and, and first first cow said i don't know the gold rush era uh during the gold rush or something like that but all her movies are set in portland and she's a portland filmmaker and she she has kind of her and a whole bunch of other people have kind of created this film community and it really kind of shows you what they can do in, in portland pig was shot in portland most of mm-hmm. most of it shot in portland and it, you know you got really great actors you got really great scenery you got really great i mean it's a great city to shoot it's, from just looking from this movie it looks like it's a really great movie to shoot and that's what i kind of also liked about this movie this is not set in la new york or detroit you know these are cities we've seen plenty of times in other movies but there's something about portland that's uh interesting yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, um, you know, fuck Seattle, Portland's in it. <laughs> well, let's go back to that scene with David now, because uh, uh, what I really love about that scene, it was like Nicolas Cage's performance, because we think he's going to go cage rage in this movie, in that scene. But he, what he does, he has this kind of repressed, repressed rage. And you just see the uh, the anger in his eyes. And then, he, then when he kind of tells the truth about the, the chef, when he tears into him and tells him, is this what you want in your life? Yeah. And when he goes into the whole idea, like these, these people don't mean nothing. These, this food doesn't mean nothing, you know, and all that stuff. I go, that is such a great, that's a great written, you know, part of the script. That's just yeah. great dialogue. Right. Which we, ha- I haven't hear, I haven't heard, you know, I haven't heard that type of dialogue in any other film this, you know, for, you know that's what we want as filmmakers, or, or that's what that's what we want as uh, film audiences. We want to hear these great dialogues said by great actors, mm-hmm. and you know we just we just watched Jungle Cruise, and <laughs> I mean, what you know it's like, it, which is all kind of just based on personality. And here we we don't want that shit. We want fucking actors to act and with with great dialogue, and it's just I just love I love that scene. But it, it was also due to, to Nell as, uh, um, as reaction. well. I mean, his reaction. His, his re- yeah, his, his I, I couldn't believe it that, that he, um, what, what kind of delivery he was, he was giving with the, on that scene alone. And I looked at back, um, and where I've seen him for Total Recall. Oh, wow. The guy <laughs> he played the doctor. Yeah. And, but back before that, um, Splash, he was one of those two idiots, uh, that, um, the maintenance guys, the maintenance. Uh, Eugene Levy's character kept on beating up. Oh, uh, the, okay. Yeah, he was. He was uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been in the business forever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool. I mean, that's just great. Great to hope he gets more work, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a 
breakthrough performance right there. And just that, just that, just that two minute scene, whatever it was. It is, yeah, it is one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, I just gotta say that Michael Sonofsky really shows, and this is his first feature, which blows my mind. Really shows mm-hmm. a kind of of confidence that you don't see in, in young filmmakers. This, and I'm just not talking about just the scenery. I'm not talking about the way they're shot. Also, the 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 sound design of the movie. Also, the way he cuts in between each scene, using sound to kind of introduce an, an, another scene to jump. You know, there was there's something about him that he kind of naturally knows, and this is just. And I don't know where he came from. He just—it's kind of this magical figure, you know. I just don't know where this guy is from. He, I, who, I, I want to know more about him. And apparently, he, uh, his producing partner, Vanessa Block, also plays a part in writing the story for the for the for the for the film. So she deserves some credit. And they have been going around doing interviews, and I've been hearing a lot about their stuff. And I just think they're they're a great team working together. And I just hope, I just really hope they become something like they could easily become the next, you know, Fincher, uh, Nolan, you know, some of the big, you know, the big names. Uh, let me ask you guys. Uh, so um, I, after watching the movie, uh, I, 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 re- I read a couple of reviews for the film and I, I was uh, just seeing what people thought about the movie. Yeah. And um, I, 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 a lot of, I kept seeing that a lot of people were um, very kind of like, devastated by the ending of the film devastated that like um the pig dies and that nicholas cage's that's the how the movie ends for nicholas cage's character mm-hmm. and uh, while that is very sad but for my for myself i kind of saw the um the ending in many ways kind of like uh kind of more in a positive light because while it is very tragic that he lost his pig that represented so much to him that he loved mm-hmm. um he he is now he does now have like a real actual friendship with alex wolf's character oh, and okay and right. i think that that's there, there's a lot of value in that and um i i i i i look at it uh as a, it was like a sad journey but also a positive journey and um i don't i i don't see i don't see it as a, tra- a tragic movie basically is what i'm trying to oh, say oh no definitely i don't see it's a tragic movie i see it's um i mean the pig represents you know it represents the pig itself and re- also represents like his loved ones who have who are who have died it also mm-hmm. represents his past life so the pig and when it when the pig when he finds out that the pig is no longer with us that gives him a, a, a kind of a a way for him to start over again you know and so so the so it's 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 he's not just crying because the pig is dead or, or whatever he's crying that his he's able to it's a release he's able to kind of uh, wash himself of his old past and his old demons and his trauma. I, 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 that's how I read it. Also, yeah. I, I also I think maybe it's also him grieving for his wife for the first time, or maybe mm. you know. Well, I don't know if about the first time he's been grieving for a long time, <laughs> I mean, looking the, at the way he's been living. Well, to finally, you know, come uh, come face to face with it, with the idea mm. of his wife is gone. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. To finally, like, really confront it. Yeah. How about you, Rich? Do you see it as a, a very tragic ending, or? I don't know. I gotta hear "I Am on Fire" <laughs> again. What? <laughs> What's that? Uh, Bruce Springsteen's "I'm on Fire." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if it was. If it was a, a hurt from a, from a Johnny Cash or a Johnny Cash, <laughs> uh, I, I would be more. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be so optimistic. Oh, so you, do you see it as a tragic film? At the ending, yeah. No, because he did. I think he did make that friendship, and he was he, he finally uh, got strong enough to play the, the tape. Uh, mm, uh, this is his so. wife. The, his wife gave him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, true. so what you're telling, true. what you guys are telling me, is this is a much better version of WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I thought you know, in a lot of ways, like you know, people have said that this is John Wick, you know, and you mentioned that you thought this mm-hmm. was John Wick, even though you didn't watch the trailer. Because I, I really do think they kind of try to. They, it feels like that at times, but then they kind of subvert your expectations and it becomes like a character thing and you find out more about this person's life and 
And even that scene that you guys were talking about with David Nell, I think that scene also kind of plays with like a, a almost oh. like a little bit like a John Wick scene. Okay. Because yeah. he's uh, he's so like um David Nell's uh, so uh like terrified yeah, in yeah, ways yeah. he like fear he fears this man. Yeah. And uh, I, there there was like a I, I feared for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there was a part where I go, okay, so there's a part when he goes, he finally talks to Adam uh, Arkin. And Adam mm. Arkin's, you know, they think he knows where the pig is. Mm. And so he sits down with Adam Arkin and he kind of, then he goes, you know, get out of here. You know, you're, you're a loser. I'm a rich guy. Get out of here. And he walks out of the house and I go, okay, so this is it. This is it. This yeah. is this is where we're going to get the revenge thing. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> and I go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I realize, oh, this is, this is Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh. This is when he goes to... Uh, Mr. Lebowski and asked for the rug and he goes, you know, like, you know, I'm the dude, you're Mr. Mm. Lebowski. I want my rug, man. And then he goes, and when the, when Mr. Lebowski, the older guy in the wheelchair goes, get out of here. Your revolution is over. Mr. Mm. Lebowski, the bums lost. My advice to you is what your parents did. Get a job, sir. And he kicks him out of the house. I go, Oh my God, this is like a Lebowski moment. And I thought, Oh, so I'm reading this whole wrong. I thought this was going to be some kind of Nicholas. I mean, you said uh, you say uh, John Wick. I thought it was going to be like all the Nicholas Cage films before this, where it's going to be this <laughs> kind of rage cage kind of revenge thriller. And this is really just him doing a Lebowski, like a tragic Lebowski uh, character uh, study. I just thought it was. Uh, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, Lebowski's a comedy. <laughs> right, very right. much not a comedy. <laughs> but it's like the, the same dynamic where the you know the, the guy only sees this bum, and he just goes, you know, the bums will always lose, sir. Get out of here. The revolution is over. Yeah. <laughs> And then he decides to just steal the rug anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that, and the, let's talk about um, about the third act of this movie because, like, um, you would think that that like where you just talked about Mike, you would think that's where the part where he he's going to go get revenge, or right? Where, but he he ends up just like preparing like the most delicious meal. <laughs> well, he goes he goes right. to he goes to uh, uh, Alex's Wolf's character and goes, "All right, this is a list that I need, and so you need to get this stuff." And I for oh, yeah, sure I was like, "Oh man, he's going to get guns." Yeah, I thought for sure it's going to be a shotgun. It's going to be like you know bullets and like, and then it's like you know ingredients basically. And we learn about he goes back to like this bakery and this like quiet moment with this girl who's a owner of this bakery and you you you, you don't they don't really say much to get you know you, yeah, you just eat salted baguettes <laughs> yes and then but you could tell that they have a history together and it's it really it's only kind of and we're watching we're it's He's set, just reconnecting with his past right and but the way that it's shot it's shot in a wide and an establishing right. shot, and we're, it's like we're peeking in into this these two people who are reconnecting for the first time for right. a, a year or two years or how long, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And I thought that was just kind of tremendous. I mean, it was like very. That's why I say he's a, this guy, this Michael Sternovsky. He's a confident. He's confident that the audience is going to get this. They're going to understand. We don't have to spoon fed you these details. We don't have to go to go for a close up and say. Well, this is, you know, remember when I was your chef back, blah, 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 you know, like do all that type of, it was like kind of like their shorthand. They just had these, this shorthand. I thought it was just, just tremendous. Yeah. When you could tell what, what they're supposed to be doing uh, without speaking, it's, it's just, you know, without saying the words, mm -hmm. it's always incredible if you could pull it off and that's, that's true talent when you do it. Yeah. It's magic, really. It's move. Yeah. It's movie magic. <laughs> yeah, definitely excited to see whatever uh, this director does next. Yeah. yeah, very curious what it would be because I mean I'm I'm pretty sure um, just because of the the critical praise for this film that there's going to be studios offering him money. Well, <laughs> but I don't I don't I don't I don't know what what he's going to want to do next. Well, he was okay. on a podcast. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it's uh, the Joe the Joe Dante podcast. It's like the movies that make us or whatever. Some, it's oh, like, is, is, is Joe Dante has a podcast? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a offshoot of his uh, trailers from hell uh, YouTube channel. Okay. 
our website and um it's just he has uh it's him and another guy and another guy i forgot the guy's name but he's also a, a screenwriter or he's in the business somehow and he's main, he's the main host but joe dante is like kind of the, the, the co-host and he he mm-hmm. comes up with like interesting uh tidbits on, on film and usually they have a guest and they'll talk about some of the films that they loved while growing up and they had a um Michael Cernofsky and Vanessa. Did they watch like early, early copies of the movie or? Yeah, they saw the, they saw the movie beforehand. They they loved it. But uh, Michael Cernofsky and his producing partner, Vanessa Black were on this episode and they were talking about the films that uh, they grew up or they, 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 well, they they specifically talked about the films that, that inspired this film. And they, they, they mentioned no country for old men. Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> uh, I, I don't see either of those uh, at all. You were never here, and uh, oh. a couple other ones. But the one that I really was like blown away because it was the last one. He said that Logan was <laughs> was a movie that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Logan <laughs> was a movie that uh, that he loved, and and because he and he says in his in this podcast episode that. He's not, uh, he has not, he doesn't have the best, um, film history. You know, he, I guess he didn't really grow up, uh, with movies in his, in his family. And so he kind of grew up on the, on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. <laughs> so he's a guy who's kind of have like mainstream, uh, he likes, you know, he, he's, he's a guy who kind of likes mainstream movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that that's 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 interesting. I mean, like, cause that's I feel that's how most people probably grow up watching movies. Cause yeah. like I, I feel like the the main reason why I got into a lot of the films I I watch now is is a big part because like you guys got me into like watching a lot of dramas when I was like um and a lot of dramas and a lot of movies I probably shouldn't be watching when I was like <laughs> you know like four five years old, and then that kind of got me very interested in movies. And then like by the time I was like in high school, I was like getting into you know very different types of movies. And um, yeah, but I know I know I don't know. I am assuming a lot of people don't don't grow up with like um I don't know a family member that can introduce them to a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're definitely a movie family. We speak uh-huh. in movie terms. <laughs> we speak in, fa- you know, like uh, what movie you've seen lately. Uh, also, you know, I should also mention he also mentioned uh, um, uh, Dead Man, Jim Jarmus, Jim Mar- uh, Jim Jarmus film called Dead oh, Man. Oh yeah, see, that's that's an art film. Yeah, that's yeah. so he's that's a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, that's a slow burner type of movie. So. And I would say I would say that in in the end of that podcast episode with Joe Dante, uh, Michael Sarnovsky said that, yeah, he would love to work with a Marvel for Marvel. <laughs> would def- but he goes, I don't know if I'm the right fit for. But I, yeah. he, he seems like the guy who definitely will will get a job. Which to me that breaks my heart because I don't think he's yeah. he shouldn't go that. He should be more kind of do another movie for you know for yourself and maybe later or something. Well, that that would that would be so pointless for him to do i mean no do well, it well that's what get, get that's paid, what i thought get about paid, right I, I i mean if i were in his position i would totally do it but it would be terrible like from 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 a production view because it would be no different from the film marvel would have made you know with any other director they would have hired because yeah. that's just kind of how the marvel system is right now unfortunately yeah um and well, that's what I thought uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would love to see this this guy do do one more film, one more, one more film, and then maybe he could do like a, a big budget, um, big budget uh, extravaganza. But I'm pretty sure studios are going to be offering him money to do whatever he wants, right? No, I, I don't know. I because I, he could probably do, he could probably do something pretty good for for like five million. I mean, how much pig cost? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's can't, it can't be that it, it, much. Can't imagine it costs very much. Yeah. Well, hopefully it goes in the same direction as you know P.T. Anderson instead of Wes Anderson <laughs> or, or, or Paul you, W.S. Anderson. I like Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, I don't know. Wes Anderson kind of does the same movie. Well, the same, you know. Yeah, I agree. Time. But at least quirky shit. At least they're <laughs> usually good. <laughs> I liked some of it, but I, a lot of times I don't. It's a little pre- pretentious for me, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I guess that's it. 
All right, so that was our discussion and review on Pig, which is now available on VOD. It's also in theaters. Uh, we recommend it highly. It's a enthusiastic thumbs up for us, all, all of us. Um, Rich, if people want to hear our past episodes, where can they go? They could go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or even iHeartRadio, and they can find all our links on InsideFlix.com. And to continue our celebration of uh, of uh, Gene Shalit, film uh, film critic Gene Gene Shalit, who was famous for his puns. Uh, Rich, do you have a pun for us? A pun that's related to pig. No, I'm going to do mine from earlier. Uh, this movie will make you love pig so much you're going to be crying during your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be th- I th- throwing out your bacon. What's that? Uh, pick your poison. <laughs> if you don't like pig, that means you like wild hogs. Mm. Mm. This movie made us feel like a pig in slop. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's fine. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's positive. I, th- I think that's positive, right? <laughs> I, I I take I, it as positive. I don't take it as positive. <laughs> I I feel insulted. <laughs> <laughs> How about after watching this movie, you be as happy as pig, pig in heaven? No, as a spider pig as he's being held by Homer Simpson. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll just uh, we'll do a pun next time, <laughs> like a like a pig that, to the slaughter. That's the running gag of the podcast. We can never have we never come up with a pun. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll do it next time. <laughs> we we'll do it next time. We'll, we'll we'll think of a a really great pun next time. All right, thank nah. you. For, don't count me on that. <laughs> All right. Thank you for uh, for listening to uh, Inside Flicks. We'll be back with a new episode sooner than later. Okay. Bye-bye.